0: You're listening to MHD Off The Record. On this episode, we're speaking with Terrace Martin about South LA as expressed through music and the current South LA music landscape. Terrace Martin is a four-time Grammy-nominated artist, producer, and multi-instrumentalist from the Crenshaw District. Terrace Martin is renowned as being one of the top jazz musicians in the world and has become a creative engine at the epicenter of LA's progressive hip-hop scene. His noteworthy production has included major collaborations with Kendrick Lamar, Travis Scott, Stevie Wonder, Snoop Dogg, Herbie Hancock, and many other influential artists. Terrace Martin has created his own label, Sounds of Crenshaw Records, and his latest project, Drones, is out now. Enjoy the show.
1: Again, my podcast is called Off the Record, MHD Off the Record. We're with my my good friend, Terrace Martin, and uh, he is, uh, I don't know if they, they have Poet Laureate for areas, and uh, I believe, you know, Terrace is our beat laureate for on, for South Central. Well, I like that, I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Been making amazing music now for, you know, going on 20 years. Came up through uh, someone who I have a tremendous amount of respect for and would love for you to talk some about. Mr. Reggie Andrews <sighs> out of Locke High School, 111th yeah. and Avalon. Yeah. He just so called many, yesterday. So many musicians you could make, and maybe we'll put one up, you could make a playlist three hours long just on students of Reggie Andrews. And you it would just be one track per person. Like, yeah. you know, from, from I, I could start naming names, but but uh, talk to me about your early beginnings. Like, when did you know that you knew that that this is, you know, you were Terrace Martin?
2: Well, I knew that because I, I always hated my name growing up. You know, because <laughs> I was like, it, it, <laughs> in third, second grade, Terrace, Terrace Martin, all the kids would, laugh at me Terrence 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 Mm Terrence and I'd be like man I wish my name was Eric right (laughs) and I wanted to be like Easy e too so I was like I wish my name was Eric yeah he did
1: make that a cool name you know
2: uh you know like Eric you know what I'm saying like I wanted Eric to be my name or his name like that so that's when I realized I guess that was actually my first encounter with with my name Mm -hmm. meaning so much because it always stirred up a sense of confusion with everybody. Mm-hmm. It made everybody, as, as, as simple as it is, it made everybody say, is it tears the tears? But just that right there, you know that that went through my whole life. And that's kinda mm-hmm. young, I started identifying like, man, they about to get my name wrong, so let me build a, a mm-hmm. level of communication with, with yeah. the teacher or somebody like that. So that's the first time I noticed that okay, my name is special, everybody, you have to talk to me yeah. when you say my name. Because yeah. you're yeah. not, if you yeah. say Terrence, I have to say no, it's Terrence. Right. Exactly, exactly. You know? And exactly. so I. that's, what, earlier on, I was, you know, then I started liking my name about like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used mm-hmm. to make my own clothes. Well, I used to go down to the Rhodium Swap Meet. Mm-hmm. My mom would take me down, I'd I get the jackets. Not the star- We couldn't afford the starter, star- nope, but the, nope, the, nope, the other nope. puffy one. It was the I just starter was the able to afford
1: one. the starter jacket the other year, you, year you, ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
2: But I would get, like, my name on it. Terrence, mm-hmm. that's a cool name. So that's, you know, that's when I realized. Because I, I believe you got to start at... I always start my story from my human being standpoint. Mm-hmm, that's that's mm-hmm, what I am first. Mm-hmm. and I'm an artist last. So it's like, that's the first time I was like, yo, this is kind of a different You know,
1: thing. it's interesting because I can really relate to that. Because I used to hate... My first, like, my name was Marquise. It's yeah. nine letters, yeah. and like,
2: it's I, nine letters.
1: Nine letters, and I used to like, I knew how to read better than all the people, and I knew my alphabet quicker, yeah, because I had so many letters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 And and I used to be like, Mom, why did you like, why couldn't you name me like Mike or well, what Derek? did she say? You know what she said? She said okay. I wanted you to give you a name that people had to notice you. Like right, like it. She turned out to be right. Like she was like, you know, people cannot say your name just by looking at it. They have to talk to you. They got to. Like they gotta say to you. They gotta say Marquise, and you gotta say Marquise. I was gonna say that was my
2: next comment. People always say, "Yeah, man, I saw Marquise," and I'd be like, (laughs) "Marquise, (laughs) Marquise," and I let them talk because I want to hear. The phrase, what, yeah. so I could, Marquise, and, and I say, oh, Ma- but by we're so deep in, and they're so passionate about liking you, yeah. I don't correct them. <laughs> right. I say, man, Marquise, is the sh- man, he's a great guy, man. Marquise is a great... Man, I love Marquise, man. Marquise, yeah. That's him. Yeah, but yeah. you know, with Snoop, yeah, but, yeah. with Snoop Dogg for years, uh, Snoop would still call me the terrorist of Terrence.
1: Really? To this wow. day. Wow, to this day. To wow. this day. That's wow. been over 20 years. Wow.
2: wow. Hey, t- they just... We, uh, we, I went to his house yesterday, and I'm looking up on his computer some music, and he has a Snoop Dogg featuring Terrence Martin. And, <laughs> but then on the, the other thing is Terrence Martin. So yeah, I, I don't yeah, even, yeah, you yeah. know, names are so important. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you know what we what, what we name our children, what people know us by, mm-hmm. are so important. That's the first time I felt mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. impact. And then as far as the music, I, you know, I was always loving it. I feel like when you, I, well, in my world, you know, which is I think similar to a lot of people's world, being black, music is such. It's like it's not it's not considered art in a black right. household. It's just right, yeah. part of it. Yeah. You it's, know, yeah. I, I didn't start hearing that word art. Mm-hmm. And art, what I did was art until <laughs> I was around some people that yeah. were artists. And I yeah. was you know, I look at I looked at what we did, like basketball being black, everybody got a little bit of game. Right, right. In, in right, the community. Right, everybody right. Could sing, rap, or something. So yeah. when I got into music, man, I got into music by looking my parents play music. My father is a a jazz drummer, mm-hmm. my mother's a songwriter. I was in it with the family, but I, I didn't fall in love with music through my family. I mm-hmm. fell in love with music through looking outside the window and looking at the reaction that music gave people. Yeah, And my first influences was the guys in my neighborhood. Like in the late, I, I remember vividly, like the, the 86, 87, 88 mm-hmm. when the news was going. I mean, gang banging was at its highest. Yeah. Some of his unfortunate I mean, Unfortunately, the numbers they go back and forth, mm-hmm. but this was the time. though This yeah. is. Yeah. Nothing. Remember, we haven't
1: seen anything like that. The since. crack era. Yeah. This Nothing is the like
2: time. Yeah. And right. I was dealing with a family. we dealing with addiction and. Yeah. A lot of ads. so music. Music was a, a big thing, and you know, and, and that at that time we were living because uh, I remember this. I remember we were living um, on 118th and Crenshaw before they built the 105 freeway. Mm-hmm. And. Is this Clear Rock? I yeah. can say a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah you're, you're fine. Yeah. You're okay. Fine. I won't cuss. So, yeah. Um, that particular area, you have a, you have across Crenshaw, you have the Watergate Crips, mm-hmm. and on across Crenshaw down there before the 105, you you, you have the IVCs, mm-hmm. which is the 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 English Village Crips. Yeah. You know, or some people call them the Imperial
1: Village Crips. Yeah.
2: At that time, and uh, by the way. When Pac first got to L.A., that's the first place he went to. Mm. That's where he got. It. He met Mental Marcel, where Corrupt met mm-hmm. Mental Marcel, taught all of them how to rap. They was all from that area, mm-hmm. 118th and Crenshaw, mm-hmm. all down there. Before the 105, the school's called Ben Q Elementary yep. over there. Yep. I, yep. I, I went to that yep. elementary school. Yep. But the guys at the end, we lived in one house, and you could look out the window, and you could see everybody. That's when everybody would hang out at whoever Mama's house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's mm-hmm. the a crib neighborhood, so mm-hmm. this is like about... 50, 60, Crips. Deep. Deep. Mm-hmm. Barbecuing, laughing, talking with their kids out, mamas out, loving, playing the Isley Brothers, mm-hmm. playing Confunction, mm-hmm. playing uh, the Funky Worm song, right? mm-hmm. all these songs, and then NWA W.A. comes out, you're hearing Dope Man, but you, mm-hmm. my, my, view, my view is like in the back of the house, I'm hearing my dad play John Coltrane, Sonny mm-hmm. Stitt, mm-hmm. and I'm young, so I'm not really digging that, I'm running to the front of the house and you could see outside. You could hear back then the cars were uh Suzuki Samurai's and,
1: and the Nissan, Nissan Sentras and yeah. Nissan
2: uh, trucks with the fourteen yeah. inch Daytons drop yeah. with yeah. the
1: uh mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know huh? mm-hmm. yeah. You had to be there. Yeah. You yeah, had you to did, be there. You so <laughs> you heard all this music Yeah and then they had they was they 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 was, you know, they, they was clean, they was fresh, khakis clean, jeans clean, clothes clean, they were sacks, crocus sacks yeah. and they was respectful. Yeah so I'm hearing the music respectful I'm hearing I'm seeing men and I'm seeing a group of people and it's, it's in the neighborhood I'm at so I'm like I'm hearing music through this so what do I do I start walking over there mm-hmm. young I'm mm-hmm. talking about four or five years old mm-hmm. and this as the same time I'm getting exposed to, I'm getting exposed to me falling in love with music I'm getting exposed to the crip culture at the mm-hmm. same si- simultaneously and it's not like it ain't with the movies it ain't like grab a gun and go. It's just, yeah. no, it's like, hey, you want some spaghetti? Right, right, right. This was, gangbanging was so newer at this time, my mama didn't realize it, and they would come across, she hey, look, your, your son is... He, he he keep coming over here, hanging out. He should be at the house, uh, but mm-hmm. we'll make sure he don't cuss or nothing like that mm-hmm. if he does come mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. My mom was be like, oh, he's just with the fellas across the street. Mm-hmm. But that's how it is right, in our right. culture, exactly, right? Exactly. So I fell in love with music strong and there and I saw the reaction music had with these black families, with these, you know, I saw, I remember hearing for the first time BDP. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing Young MC and I remember hmm. hearing all these, you know, I remember hearing Def Jeff for the first time, wow. Biz Marquis, The Vapors, Big Daddy Kane, I remember hearing all, those were the first times, Through he would park the car, you know, I'll never forget, he put two guns on top of the car, the homie of 40 ounce, and put the barbecue mitten on, his car running all day, gas going out the car, yep. banging.
1: Yep, yep.
2: All the jams. Trunk full of speakers. Trunk and these is gangsters. Yeah, that you as kids we couldn't cuss around. They taught us respect and everything. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm learning all these things
1: mm-hmm. while
2: I'm learning with music. You know what I'm saying? And that's and I think that that ended up being my love to this day for
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Uh, heavy, heavy street culture with music. That's why I'm always in the streets trying to just figure out how to make other people, other kids that maybe. Are like me feel like that for guys in their neighborhood because those are the guys I grew up around. And right, that's right, right. I I, I, don't, I can't explain my music love without explaining that because that's my yeah. first yeah no impact. I, yeah, it wasn't the you, saxophone; it was that.
1: It's 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 those pictures and those moments where you see you know it's it's interesting because there's records that I don't even particularly like yeah but I but I you put them on and it just gives remember you it. such a clear picture. You remember, like the Batarang. I thought, I, I remember, I said, this dude is not a good rapper. Like, this beat is not all that. But, like, if I hear that sound, like, I immediately see those ba- pictures.
2: That's, the Bataram is,
1: boom, you can't stop the Bataram. Yeah.
2: So, you know why they wrote that song?
1: No, I don't. I don't know the backstory.
2: The Bataram, the mechanism of Bataram.
1: Yeah, right. No, I know the, I know what the Bataram is. Yeah.
2: For the projects on the east side. Mm-hmm. Because... That's why uh, 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 a lot of brothers and sisters that was living over there uh, in this area, they started getting the thicker doors and they started putting them on reverse. They started putting them reverse so the police couldn't kick them in so the door was like that. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm came, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. So the police in the 80s, when crack was growing and they was getting, the police was getting shot out the projects, like, man,
1: get mm-hmm. out of here.
2: They start coming with the bat around, a tank. A basically. tank. And yeah. they didn't care who would come out. With your hands up, and if mm-hmm. sometime they would be saying this as the battle ram is driving, mm-hmm. I don't care if yo, it's so many, they, 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 they didn't even report how many young kids got hurt and killed because of this battle mm-hmm. ram. Mm-hmm. They would just come out with the crown. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. wouldn't even let brothers come out and, and even surrender. They would mm-hmm. just put that battle ram in and wipe it down.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was, that
2: was, that was. That's West Coast. That's a yeah. West Coast song for a West Coast situation. No,
1: it, it is. And it's it's one of those things that's very particular. It's a very, very particular moment. You remember when that came out? I do remember when that oh, came out. Oh, you
2: my G homie. Yeah. I, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cause I, I heard that later.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I remember when it came out because young my parents wouldn't let me listen to K Day because yeah. they were like, it's gangbanger music. Yeah, And it was and new. So, and, and it was new, but so, obviously, every moment I could listen to K-Day, I would turn on yeah. K-Day. And, and that song would be, you know, the top five at five. Wow. And it would, and it was, but I remember, because I was old, like, I was old enough where I was listening to hip-hop. So, you know, by that moment, by that time, you know, Eric B. and Rakim are out. Like, serious lyricists are out by that time. And, you know, here comes this guy. I was like, dude, this guy is embarrassing the West Coast. <laughs> Like, it's not a good beat. It's just a simple drum machine. But you know what? But like, it just... It was more truth than everything we had heard. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. And you couldn't... Everything he said, you had seen or heard someone talk about.
2: What area did you grow up in
1: at that time? time At that time, I was... It's interesting because it's not far from where I live now. I was like at 110. I was right by Washington High School. Okay. Right by Washington High School. Shouts
2: out to Kendall's Donuts. Over yeah, there.
1: Kendall's Donuts. And that was, you know, the big thing was that was Ice T's neighborhood, right? So Ice T had gone to Washington High School right. and. There was a Winchell's Donut, no disrespect to Kendall's, yeah. but there's yeah, the Winchell's yeah, yeah, yeah. Donut right there on on Imperial in, in Normandy. Normandy. Stop right, playing. I, yeah, know, yeah. I got
2: Jack from my Philadelphia starter jacket in front of that Winchell's donuts, right in front of the police when they was eating the donut yeah, see, looking at
1: see, me. I, see, I got Jack from my Puma sweatsuit. Come on. In 87. <laughs> And that deli is across the street. Yeah, yeah that, de- yeah, that, that deli, deli, that deli, whatever right? He across the street. But the donut, like you would go and hang out by the donut shop because iced tea would come wow. sometimes. And same thing, people would pop the trunk and he would just stand on top of a car and rap. And it was like, you know, it was urban legend, oh right? He probably did it, he probably only did it two or three times, but <laughs> but, but, it. but it, it, there was a million conversations about it, right? So. Simple. In South Central. So you would always go like, I would be like, oh, you know, mom, I'm going to go get a donut. And she'd be like, well, I take you an hour and a half to get a donut because you would be hanging. You would stay there yeah. as long as you possibly yeah. could could explain it in order for the chance that, oh, ice tea might come. And and Dub-C, too, although at the time, Dub-C was just a local like yeah. he was a local guy. He wasn't yep. he, he hadn't gotten records records huh? yet but but um, I remember that time.
0: Okay, this is the first time I actually really made a connection with L.A. culture in a way. Mm-hmm. Like the donut shop, like donut yeah. is an L.A. Oh, it's very particular, yeah, there, yeah. Right, yeah, and yeah. so just the combination of music yeah. and just, you know, your experience of even getting mm-hmm. jacked at that time, mm-hmm. all of that around the donut shop, is like, that's, that's sort of a visual that I never really considered, but it's, that's, that's pretty powerful in a sense because it's like L.A. culture and history.
1: You know, it's an interesting point you bring up, Siobhan, about the donut shops. I always felt that way. And we, you know, rest in peace. Uh, we just passed his birthday. You know, when Jay Dylan made Donuts, like the classic album, I just was like, yeah. this is supposed to be an LA record. Yeah. Like, this donut- is not. <laughs> that's our Dill- yeah, that's our thing. I was like, Dylan's from Detroit. He doesn't yeah. know. Like, Donuts is like sacred. Donut, that's our thing. <laughs> like yeah, Brandy's over there, but when you from over, you go to Kendall's,
2: yeah, They got probably. this. They got the same big donut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was where we got through, They got the big mm-hmm, donut too, mm-hmm, next mm-hmm, to the Taco mm-hmm. Bell.
1: And yep. Kendall's, yeah, I could go on, but Kendall's, like, I remember when uh, Krispy Kreme opened and it was all the rage and it was on the I news. I remember that
2: long, long, long lines. lines.
1: And I finally had one and I was like, "This is Kendall's. like what?" Like, well, what my first my
2: first donut <laughs> hole
0: was from Kendall's.
1: Wow, wow. Word up in the 80s. 50 cents for a dozen. Yeah. Come on,
0: stop playing, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I I know Kindles.
0: literally every day before school because my dad, you know, single dad, he didn't have time to make breakfast. You just pull up at the Kindles, Kindles, get some donuts, drop us off at school. (laughs) So
1: so, uh, talk to me about the legendary, uh, Reggie Andrews.
2: Superhero, man. You know, superhero. I was telling somebody else, Reggie had a gift, has a gift. Reggie is like one of the masters. Uh, Yoda's of, of, of shaping young black minds.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm
2: saying? He's he's. I always say he's the biggest producer in the world to me because he produced yep. all of us. Yep. You know, um, and if you go down our our our, our thing is at all, it, certain patterns always go back to Reggie. Like all his students are very versatile students. Mm-hmm. It's not just the jazz guy, the this guy, the that guy. Because Reggie teaches you. How to survive as
1: an artist, number right. one. Right, Patrice Russian can do everything. You do everything. Yeah, she can do everything.
2: And he makes sure you read music. Yeah. You know about business splits. You know about what's everything like that. So R- Reggie was very influential in my life because he's the one that the level that I'm trying, still trying to get to every day. Like he made, he started that in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was younger, for me and my group around artists and musicians, but I group around artists, mm. like art, like art. Mm -hmm. No business, just Mm -hmm. we do art and we, you know, like I grew up with a family that someday we we would pray by listening to John Coltrane records. Mm -hmm. We would pray by listening to Meditations, the John Mm -hmm. Coltrane records. Mm -hmm. We would do certain things like just my father would have us listening to Charlie Parker with our eyes closed. Like, so it's a Mm -hmm. artistic, high-level thing over there, but Reggie was more about, let's take that and let's create real estate with that. Yeah. So Young, he's the one that, you know, he would come in every morning, every morning, man, early, man. He'd be coming and tripping, man. He'd be like, on the chalkboard, you get there. I'd be late all the time. He'd be, see this? It's two words you gotta understand. Music, business. (laughs) What word is bigger? You gotta say, business, what? Business uh, and then he go down business, you know. Mm-hmm, we, we would mm-hmm. deal with music because he said it's important to be a great musician, but yeah, the business, end, right, know, right, 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 right. Explain right, those, right, things. right, Like, What is the in- first time I heard the word invoice, union, wow, rate, royalty rate, publishing,
1: masters, masters? Remember, yeah. why is it called masters? It's, right, but there's without, that, there's that, but
2: masters, you know, yeah. which I do on my masters,
1: <laughs> <laughs> represent,
2: come on now, but. Right. He he's really important for that. He he's like, to some he's a mentor. To some he's a big bro. To some to me, he's like, and my father's very active in my life. But my father's the root. Reggie's like like the seeds.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You
2: know, my father's the soil, the root. Reggie is the seeds. And 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 I'm just, I'm a product of both of those things. But but the growth in me understanding how to walk into a room and get a deal done.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It started with Reggie Andrews,
1: wow.
0: That speaks to the power of educators mm-hmm. in our school system and the power that they actually have if they put in mm-hmm. the effort and actually invest mm-hmm. in their students. So like, for example, Reggie Andrews and he was Patrice Russian. Um, I saw a Far Side.
2: Far yeah, I, yeah. I saw Tyrese. Tyrese, yeah, I mean, yeah. there were so
0: many names that came out when I was researching mm-hmm. more and I was like, wow.
2: He's special. And this yeah. is an
0: educator, this is the power that educators can have when they invest in their students and now look at all the fruit yeah. that has come
2: mm-hmm. off of that. He he Reggie, you know, he if you got a kid that's rolled off, call Reggie. Yep. you know that's how to true. do it. Yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I, I, I was rolled off by so many man. Like I'm like 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 the person I am today is not nearly the person I was back then. I was always solid. I'm always solid in these streets and with mm-hmm. my mouth with my mm-hmm. what I say is, is what I say. But just knowing how to control that in certain environments and not be so aggressive. But Reggie, a fast little story with him. You know, when I got with him, I was already going through, I was already making straight, I was going to Santa Monica High for a year and a half. But I was, you know, I was robbing and stealing. I got into some trouble down in Santa Monica. I had a baby at the end of ninth grade. And I was ditched, I wasn't going to school no more. Mm-hmm. I was already going in ninth grade. Just wanted so to mm-hmm. practice on the horn and be, mm-hmm. be great. And mm-hmm. work at Toys R Us, a kid. <laughs> he 25 now. you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like, Reggie, Reggie took me, man, and grabbed me. You know, I, did, I didn't. I was so behind school-wise because mm-hmm. right? I hadn't went to high school. Yeah, I just went to the practice room.
1: Yeah, right.
2: Eight hours a day and in Santa Monica High. They were. It was a different system. I wasn't around the black people and people that I really cared about my my spirit and my well-being. So after a while in tenth grade, I started being used as as like a lot of a lot of different schools may you may think of using like an all-star football player because right. you know when you get certain grants or you certain things you have to. Show that yeah, yeah. To show that. So I was I was used for that, but I, I got in some trouble, and I didn't want to do something they wanted me to do, and they literally kicked. That was my first time dealing with politics. Mm-hmm. They literally kicked me out of school. You know, they was about to kick me out. I left for they yeah. Reggie came and got me. <laughs> so he came and got me, and I was still messed up. Reggie, I love him, and I was doing all this stuff with him and going to school at lot. and then all the, you know, he said to stay out of trouble. And in the middle of going to lock, I, I I I catch a gun case after mm-hmm. just doing so well, like it just... I, I remember that night, like, God, I I just have the worst luck. <laughs> Instead of saying, why do
1: yeah, I have, have a gun? gun? Right, exactly. I just, have, I
2: just have the worst luck. Why did right? I get caught? Why, right? why, why, why did I get caught? <laughs> yeah. that's, another, that's a funny story, but yeah. anyway, I, I, I caught a gun case, and this was a week before... This was three days before Reggie, our first time about to play at the Hollywood Bowl, the Playboy Jazz Festival, wow.
1: 1997.
2: Wow. And... This is no five days before. I went to to jail on Saturday night. Playboy, we had to do a Sunday morning and next Sunday morning. And I didn't, my mama, you know, they had a gun case. That's a loaded concealed weapon at that time. I forgot the bail was was more than what we had. Right, right. We was renting, so we didn't have nothing to put up. Yeah. Uh, If you know, you know. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So Reggie said, he called my mom. He's like, where's Terrence? He's in jail. He he said, okay. He said, he's so connected. Yeah, he is. He said, "Okay, let me go to my." They got a bell bumping on you know, Avalon. Let me yeah, go talk yeah, to my people, yeah. which I'm real tight with them to this day. <laughs> <laughs> to the, thank y'all, Avalon Bell! So they, he went down. He got the money. They, I never, I never will forget this day. I was, uh, uh, I was, I was in the cell. You know, Martin. They call your name, and I was, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, cool. I'm going. I was wondering how did I get out of jail because the mm-hmm. court court is Monday. Right, right. And you got Friday. Yeah, you got in on I'm Friday, which like, is worst. Know, yeah. I'm not, so when I got out, my mom came, we got my mom, said, you know, Reggie got you out. I was like, oh, where we going? She's like, we're going to rehearsal. But you know, that night I went to jail, they took my horn for evidence. So I didn't have a saxophone.
1: Oh, wow. So
2: Reggie, Reggie that day, man, I walked in that day. And uh, he said, Where's your horn? I, said, I don't got a horn, man. I don't got a horn. I never will forget. He said, okay. That night we played a party. A party uh, mm-hmm. for Gerald Busby. Mm. Wow and I brought a horn for this party, and Reggie in front of, oh, General Busby Quincy. He said, now, he said, this is Terrence Martin. Terrence Martin just got out of jail. Why should this young black kid have to go to jail? Wow. And he said, I'm gonna let him keep playing. Play Mr. Magic, and I played.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: that, well, by the way, that's how long, I'm skipping all over, but that, yeah. that, he's that important, where wow. he pulls plays like that, and we was at that Playboy Jazz Festival, end up going to court, DA reject, a lawyer mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and that those things is what Reggie would do like when usually people would write you off you know he he always would look through it he was just he would see the beauty within the problem yeah you know?
1: no he could he could always he has an amazing talent and I think this is a special gift for educators he could just can see something in people yeah, yeah. like cause I I remember meeting Tyrese when he first started at Locke and I remember like thinking mm, you know he's outgoing mm-hmm. Kind of wild, a little bit funny, but and Reggie from the and Reggie from the beginning was like, no, this is mm-hmm. this is the guy. And before he's out of high school, he's doing Coca-Cola commercials. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Like it's just this, the ability to look at somebody and see like yeah. beyond what's in front of you.
2: We did success field trips to Tyrese's first house. Wow. Like tears, Hop in the car. We're gonna mm-hmm. go to Tyree's house. I, I want you to show you what work could get you. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, man.
1: <laughs>
2: like, I want to go to Dorset
1: Village bro. Right, right, right. like What are we doing?
2: <laughs> I remember we drove at, at that time Reese was living in In Temecula And I remember we drove Late at night it Took us forever to get there And this is the first time I drove up a hill To get to somebody's house Other than mm. Doing a lick Or a house party up here mm-hmm. in, in Baldwin Hills or View mm-hmm. Park, Park uh, South Central on the hill
1: one Yeah, time. yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: this was the first time I went through it. You would, you know, people think these things are small, but not to a kid that's never right, seen this. Right, right. We went to a, it was a gate and a dirt road with trees.
1: And they mm-hmm. were tall,
2: and you went. By the time you got to Tyrese's house, you just saw the lights on. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm And
2: I was thinking, how do music do this? Well, mm-hmm. This do this? And we, we I never will forget. Tyrese was there. He was cool. This is my first time meeting Tyrese.
1: Ah, okay, okay.
2: You know, this is my first time meeting yeah. him. You know, so, and he was. I never. That that was so. I told him. I. Every time I get drunk, I call him and tell him this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I, I went to his kitchen. I never will forget, I turned on the water. And in my head, I'm like, damn, music made that, like, he did this with his art? Yeah. Wow. So I ain't gotta do, I, well, I could just do this, that's it? Mm-hmm. And Reggie say, if you sp- really focus on it and get it right, you know, um, how can I say this on this show nicely? Uh, as young black minds, we we always have to outdo everybody. One of Reggie's thing was always skill level wise, be able to to outdo what you know you got to deal with in the real world, you know. And uh, that's what he taught me, Ronald Bruner, Stephen Bruner, Thunder
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, I remember when we was like when me and Ronald Bruner went to CalArts to audition, they ain't never seen nothing like that. We we dressed in all black that day. We were wow. so and we played the fastest version of Giant Steps, so, they had never, it was like, and then Ronald, we just gotta left, we was angry black kids, (laughs) we left the room. And Reggie was like, the next test is sight reading, sight reading, which we got back in the car, and Reggie was like, we would always be like, did we do good? Yeah, yeah. Like, you did what you're supposed to do. (laughs) What we did was we supposed to do, so Reggie Andrews was that. Mm-hmm. He's the only mm-hmm. person in my life I met like that. I pray I could, B- Billy Higgins is like that too though. Yeah. You know, but I pray that I try to mix Reggie and Billy and me with a couple of my real superheroes over out the neighborhood that really steer me in the right way. Yeah. I mix that up and that's what I try to give back to my community and the people. That's why, you know, I love dealing with you, man. Cause you, first of all, you, you, you a hip hop baby. So you understand that's, that don't mean just the music. It's uh, the culture. So anybody yeah. that's alive, alive now, Past that time?
1: Yep.
2: Whew, that's like going to Vietnam. Yep. People just say, don't compare, man, sir, you ain't lived on the block in the 80s. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about where parents was taking people, crack was so crazy, a a person that was addicted or sick on crack would figure out how to take that phone cord right there and go to you and go to you and say, it's
0: gold.
1: There's gold inside. It It had it. Give me $5 for it. Come on, man. I want to make
0: a, (laughs) Point to that point you said about Vietnam. Most people don't know this, but there are more children with PTSD coming out of foster care than returning war veterans. I believe that. It's one in 12 for war veterans. It's one in eight for foster youth. What? So that crack epidemic, comparing it to Vietnam, wasn't too far off.
1: No, I mean that's that's a big I mean that's one of the, the things that we work on in politics. It's like people don't realize like the, you think about the foster care system, you just think, oh, they're orphans. It's like, no, these are these are the orphans of the war on drugs. Yeah. Like that's what's happening, eighty percent of the black kids that are in foster care are in because one or more of their parents was yeah. incarcerated because of substance abuse. I,
2: I grew up in a foster in a foster care home. My auntie mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. auntie had one on Saint Andrews. Oh wow. Right? And mm-hmm. we, you know, we used to walk the Jesse Jones, but I, some of my cousins to this day, they was, you know, it was like 20 kids. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They, we cousins now. Yeah, and right, was, right. That was the time when, you know, parents was having them. I mean, it was, you know, you remember four or five month
1: old preemies? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was regular. Yep, yep. That was and regular. and MLK had a whole ward just for what? yeah, yeah. They had a whole ward, a just whole to, ward, yeah. up
2: upstairs. Yep,
1: yeah, just to deliver those and take was, care of those babies. Man, yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting because they don't. You go to MLK now, they don't even have that, and the people look at you like, "What are you talking about?" It just you know, it just shows you uh if you were there one of the most amazing things is that people can survive and recover and and move into the next phase Uh, i want to talk shift gears a little bit now and 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 uh we talked about we we painted i think a good picture of the past and the history and how we got where we are we gotta have a whole nother yeah that's a whole i told
2: them that's a thing though it is a thing you gotta have a whole
1: nother i i told them i said terrace is a three-part Podcast. Me and him, too, because close it. to age,
2: yeah. we far apart enough to say
1: different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, we could do easily. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about the, the, the sort of where we are now okay. and where you see us going. Uh, yep. You're a big player. I, I have been preaching to anybody who will hear me that, black art is in a renaissance in the United States and LA is the capital. Like here is where the creativity is growing from the roots and people are coming here to be creative Mm -hmm. uh, in all spaces. And you're certainly at the center of that. And, you know, if I just tick off the musicians that you've worked with, you know, we got a situation where a rapper is winning a Pulitzer prize. I mean, there, I mean, there was a time um, it's funny, I was just discussing this with, with James Fonteroy because he's too young to remember. There was a time when KJLH, the black radio station, the black radio station. You, you won't remember this either, Siobhan. <laughs> they used to buy billboards that said, we won't play rap. We don't play any rap. I remember this. Yeah, right. I remember this. Yeah, like that's how much yeah. hip hop was pushed to the side. Right. And so now that you, you have this a uh, situation where not only is it in the mainstream it's dominating the mainstream and and all sort of other sorts of um kinds of black art sort sort of, where do you see the black arts movement in in LA right now and and how do you see yourself in it cuz you're you got your hand in i mean it's like i could hardly like Watch a movie or listen to a record. Oh, yeah, we hey, are. <laughs> like, like you out there. I got five kids. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: you
0: scored the Bel Air soundtrack with Robert yeah. Glasper. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah like
2: everything. I, yeah. I, I see. You know, it's right now black art. Somebody said. Let me. Somebody said. When you to in black art, because I'm black and we do art.
1: <laughs> <laughs> black art. Duh. Best answer. Right.
2: Know. Black art right now, man, it's it's crazy to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's two different ways to think about it. It's, you have you have some artists that are like more traditional with things, but yeah. And f- from Los Angeles, it's just it's it's growing. For instance, I mean, I was just at Snoop's yesterday, um, all day, mm-hmm. and he was walking me through, teaching me about NFTs and the metaverse and everything. And he must have dropped how many songs did Snoop dropped as for his NFTs? Eighty songs. Really. And the pictures he has on this, and they're like done by other black art. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm seeing LA black art. Now we go going to the crypt. Now we're going to the metaverse space. Yep. Record labels are trying to mold. I just heard this. I can't say who, but I got them everywhere. They don't know. I talk to Snoop every day. I got to call him mm-hmm. when I leave here, tell him this. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about, this is deep. Somebody say, yeah, man, Um, you know, I think i might have this other big company. I told them they need to follow Snoop's pattern. The past eight days, he's been breaking records.
1: Yeah, I keep, I keep hearing that, I keep this hearing that. I keep real
2: it. time yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And Snoop is getting so much knowledge and he just wants to give it. And he's like, he told me, he's like, hey T, you ever th- thought about sounds of Crenshaw in the metaverse? You ever thought about your view of Crenshaw, Bill Nett in the metaverse? Wow. And I was like, whoa. How we sign up, and they yeah, call yeah. me. You know, we we're on that now. We're on that. Wow. We should all talk about that later. That's the only yeah, thing. But yeah, um, I see it going there. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I see
2: it going far and far, and I see um, it's very important for brothers and sisters to get in the tech. Yeah, it's very important because we 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 won't last without tech. You can't fight the computer. Don't fight it. Join it, baby. Yeah. You, 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 we 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 got to get more in the tech.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's
2: so much. Real estate, we can create finances and everything. If we just dive in, if most of the artists, because most artists that I know, that I know, I'm know most artists. Yeah, I'ma speak for my most artists aren't yeah. into this thing. Yeah, you know, everybody's kind of real married to their art. Mm-hmm. And art is going into a d- direction of more everybody's a part of it. Art used to be so inclusive. Yeah, I'm a jazz. I'm a photographer. I'm this, and, and it's me. Now the, Isolated, now the thing yeah. is to give everything away. Yeah. The thing is to do what I've been doing my whole life with my art though. Yep. I'm yep. not I ain't been married to none of my art. Yep. It's just it's just God give it to me. It ain't even mine. I'm gonna drop it off and I'll be the next comedy can pick it up and do something good with it. So now we got the metaverse where all my drop-offs could create real estate and all artists could do this stuff.
1: Yep, yep, yep. yep.
2: Every artist, I think every for a fact, if you have a computer and you are an artist and you could get to the internet, if you are a starving artist, you're starving because of you. Wow. Wiz Khalifa told me years ago when I was getting evicted out of my home, and they were coming to get me. He said, "Why don't you have any money to pay your rent?" I said, "Man, I ain't been selling no beats just years ago."
0: Mm-hmm. He said,
2: "But you got a laptop." I said, "What's that mean?" He said, "Give away some music and somebody'll call you." Yeah. Give it away.
1: Yep. yep. I said,
2: "What?" He was like, "It's new. It's mixtapes without mm-hmm. the CD." Yeah. We don't gotta print the CDs. Mm-hmm. We could do the music and up and just give it away. You'll get some shows. And you'll pay your rent.
1: And people will ask you to make beats. Yeah. Boom. Yeah,
2: it's the same thing in everything. Wow. Film world, metaverse, dataverse, lalaverse. It's verse it's it's <laughs> like uh, uh, open man.
1: hand gets more than a closed hand. Come on, man. All and right
2: now, for black art, it's why I'm excited because it's a way that black artists can make decent livings.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't
2: separate art from success. Yeah. I don't separate art from the ball game. Yeah. You know, I ain't never showed up for free, because my thing is like. My art is one thing, but my art is what keep this light coming on and off. So I yeah. always and my mom, my dad's hundred percent artist. My I would practice Cold Train licks in my house. My mm-hmm. mom be like, you better put that horn down and pick up the keyboard. Keyboard yeah. players always work.
1: Oh. and
2: that's why I started playing keyboard she, yeah. My mom is like like, you can't borrow a dollar because she'll if you she'll be like, okay, you're a dollar. What day are you gonna pay me back? Wow. And you be like next Tuesday at four p.m. She's calling Monday. Back, 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 back. Dollar for a million. So her business mind is like, it's nothing personal. So she's yeah. always on me with that. And now that we can all make, I feel like everybody, everybody has a chance of making, creating real estate off of their art right now due to the metaverse, due to
1: things, due to the internet, mm-hmm. due to electricity. Let yeah. me just,
2: <laughs> let me be simple.
1: Yeah. Well, the the thing that the internet does is it it takes the gatekeepers out. Yeah, that yeah. You don't need yeah. to. I mean, even and even
2: for black art, most of the gatekeepers have been white. Right? No,
1: of course. So of now, course. you do not need permission nope. to, or sign off to upload your mixtape nope. or your beats or whatever it is, or to say like well, I'm going to print out CDs, but they cost a thousand dollars a piece, and you got to come here to get them.
2: You can do whatever you want. You can do, do whatever
1: do. you want, and there's nothing anybody can do. You see um, what Nip did back? Yeah. Nip yeah. Nip to me was the first NFT. Mm-hmm. That's, you're right. You're totally right about that. Oh,
0: the Proud to Pay campaign? Yes. yes.
1: Proud to Pay was totally the first thing. That was thing. Yeah. early. Yeah.
0: That was early.
2: We knew yeah. it was great. None of it we yeah. was... And, you know, and I feel so bad. We was all scared to just ask him. It looked so... Tra- <laughs> we was just scared to ask him. <laughs> I should have asked him. We were so scared to ask him. Because yeah. it yeah. looked so crazy. Yeah. It was so cutting edge.
1: Yeah. And he was just... Yeah, you know, Well, Well, I mean, he explained... It's, it's interesting because... I was trying to get his thinking. And so, yeah. you know, I before I knew him, I was researching it. You know, the only places that explained it were the Wall Street Journal, where he was interviewed, and Money Magazine. Wow. None of our publications.
0: In are. fact, uh, I can tell you there were publications that demonized it. And made you,
1: right, it. right. They, they, they were clowning him. Yeah, they were clowning him. They yeah. were like, oh, he can't sell records, so he's trying to, you know, blow it up or whatever. And, you know, he was like, look, the music is free. The exposure is not. And so I'm here for exposure, and doing hey, geez, this man. like you're only talking about me because I did this. Yeah, uh-huh. And so now I'm getting something way more valuable than I would have gotten from selling records yeah. the traditional way. I have a I have an article in Wall Street Journal, and that's a you know that's an audience that I get. So yeah. it's it's a lot. Um, so look, I'm gonna start ticking off because so so we can get off. Uh, very very excited about this, and I need tickets. I'm just saying, just putting it out. I there. got you, bro. Gang-related with the L.A. Phil. So, gang-related is... How the, did you get them to do something <laughs> called gang-related? <laughs> no, now, listen, like, listen, that's now
2: listen. The, first the L.A. Phil don't quite know it that, it that intense yet.
1: Okay, okay.
2: But it's all good. But, okay. they, but no, no, they, it is what it is. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, so, the gang-related between us is a working title. The other oh. title... Other, the other title... I went to two titles. Okay. I can't even tell you I was going to name it. But uh-huh. it's, it's so intense. But it's that. It's that. Okay. I'll tell you after the show. But it's okay. It's that. It's okay. that. It's that. Okay. that. And um, I felt, cause I've always been toying with the fact for the past couple of years of doing something at the bowl or with the field, you Mm -hmm. know? I got strong ties over there with, you know, one of the queens over there, you know, Sister Darlene Chan helped raise us and everything all through LA. But um, what I want to do from my opportunity there is just to bring something different, you know? Just to bring something. Everybody talks about the culture, but then when you really bring the culture, because you can't love me without loving where I come from.
1: That's it.
2: It's impossible It's because I don't believe you then. So why am I appeasing you if I don't believe you? why You're not in my world. You're not You're not in my metaverse.
1: You know what I mean? Well, it's almost, uh, to use a harsh term, a lot of times what happens with black art is it's pornographic. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's just, you get to look at a picture in another place nah, yeah. of what's, you know, and it's like, no, oh, this is-, is a whole thing.
2: I haven't mapped out all the music yet, but I just mm-hmm. thought my concepts, what I see every day when I wake mm-hmm. up and I think about it, like, um, obviously I don't have the time to tell the story of any, how anything happened. And right. you don't want to get involved with stories when it gets to, uh, this record is strongly for, no, this is, it, it's gang related, it's for gang mm-hmm. culture. This mm-hmm, is what mm-hmm. this is. So it'll be a lot of the things that'll be used in this is um, different suites, where it'll be okay. like, in my head I have Sweet pyro. Oh wow. You know what I'm okay, saying? Where okay. I'm writing I wanna write I'm writing some of the most crazy beautiful. Whatever music I write is off is it's so much beauty in this music because I wanna yeah. do the orchestra and just different things. So it's not it, it'll be hip hop elements, but it really won't be driven by that. It'll be things where I really feel because when I grew up walking through the hood or any hood, I always hear a soundtrack. Uh I always hear a soundtrack. That yeah, explains okay. your
0: music perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: and, 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 and and I don't hear boom, cat, boom, cat. Yeah. I hear orchestras too. Mm-hmm. I like Harry Potter too. Right. I hear all that stuff too. I, I that's what I hear. You yeah. Know, when, when I when I when I see this huge, unfortunate homeless problem all through, I hear all kind of music. Uh. Ah. You know, when I see, I remember growing up when I would walk, when I would leave Marcus Garvey walking up Slauson to Crenshaw to cross the street. I would hear music when I see two cars come from another neighborhood come up. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't know if they're gonna pull out and shoot us. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm at the Arco and they just right. You know, they used to pull up and say, "Where y'all from?" Sixties. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, like I, mm-hmm. I'm getting some gum, bro. Mm-hmm. You're right, right. I, I don't got the time to say yeah or no. I'm just right. like, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So I always hear music, you know, mm-hmm. and it ain't it ain't straight out of Compton. Yeah, right. You know, right. I hear thirty-piece orchestras, seventy-five-piece orchestras. I hear cellos going on. I hear French horns when, when I when I used to see. Uh, you know, I used to go to Fox Hill Mall young and it's the beautiful women in Fox Hill Mall. I would always imagine just hearing at the end of uh, the Bobby Carwell song, What You Want to Do for Love, it's these flugel horns and many mm-hmm. ooh. And I just look at girls going, Hoo, <laughs> Hoo. but that's the music and yeah. for this, for this record for this record, that's what I wanna pull from. I wanna okay. pull from a black experience mixed with orchestration. Mixed with what everything Reggie taught me, but still with what battle cat taught me. But more than what everybody taught me is what life taught me. Yeah. That feeling of feeling like, I love my friend that lives on 82nd and Western. Why can't mm-hmm. I go to his house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not with that. I'm gonna go to his house. Back, back, back! Yeah. I'm not going to his, to his house, house. no <laughs> right, more. Right, right, right. I tried to go with the <laughs> right. my spirit or
1: Yeah, yeah. South Central is different. It's so fa- <laughs> it, it's so hard to describe to people that didn't grow up to it. Like you,
2: I know that sounds crazy. You, you literally
1: thought about like, oh, I'm going over there. That means if I take this bus, I got to go through this this set and this set. Like, and then when I'm there, like we're gonna sit in the backyard and not the front yard because blah 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 blah. Oh, and I can't wear this. I got to wear that. And like, I have these new sneakers that I really want to show off. But they don't match with anything that's the right don't colors. Don't walk past
2: that house where they all in front of to get right. to the house next door. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. Walk around the block. Around right. the block. We yeah. we
2: used to walk. I I can't even do it because it's, it's all new rules in the yeah. game now. But yeah. I'll show you how we used to walk past the house. They used yeah. to be like, that's yeah,
1: it. Like, yeah. You know, right. Be like, right, 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 <laughs> right. No, it, you it's... know, just
2: getting away. Like, but it was it was a tough time. But that, I hear music with that, so that's the music that's mm-hmm. gonna be that air, What you're talking about? That mm-hmm. like like what. What sound does the bat around make when it goes through the door?
1: Right, mm. right, That's right, the reason right, I'm writing. Right, right, right. What right.
2: sound is it when a mother's happy because she's, or a father's happy because you sleep at one in the morning and you hear the door open and you know your baby made it home?
1: Yeah, What yeah. music is that? Yeah, And yeah. what
2: music is your baby ain't home? And what music is you don't even know your baby's a straight killer rider? Now your baby dead and to mm-hmm, you he was innocent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is that weird duality of this, of, of Little Sean, but it's killer, killer T right here.
1: Mm-hmm. Medicine
2: mm-hmm. in the hood, but sweet. to th- What is that?
1: Mm-hmm. And you
2: can't, I, I'm not writing music with selective compassion. So it's very open where, you know, I, I always feel bad for the person that got shot and I feel horrible for the shooter all the time. Yep. All the time,
1: mm-hmm. especially when they're young. Because mm-hmm. they got to live with it.
2: Especially when they're young. And that, yeah. that's a, that's a big politic that I've always went through in the hood when somebody got killed. They we had these group talks and I'd be like, Man, that person had to wake up and say, Damn, I shot. That changes your life. Even when they act like it doesn't, I know yeah, friends oh, that did do this. Of course it does. Of course it does. So what is that music? Because they yeah. not when when let me I I've never killed nobody. You know what I'm saying? But from what I hear, after you do it for your first couple of times, you're not trying to hear loud Tupac in your headphones. hmm All you hear is this. Boo! And you, I hear you're nauseous. Boo! and you, you're a a a chip of your compassion and love has went away now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're a different human being, you and just you can't ex- get it back. You just exchange spirits. Yeah. So what does that sound like?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what I'm. That's mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I'm. I'm I'm swimming through right now. You know what? You know, and I don't got to relive it. I don't got to look at YouTube. That I could call you and hey, give me for your cousin's name. Right. Right.
1: Right. Right. Right.
2: I could call you and give me. I could call. We we all. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I want to write music. Today. And the reason why I want to bring it to such a big platform like the Hollywood Bowl with the field and everything because I've I always played these places with Herbie Hancock, mm-hmm. Robert Glasper, Kamasi, everything. And I think it's all beautiful. And I just feel like I have another truth that the world needs to hear and pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And my music is the gateway to that truth. It's the gateway to things that you you need to know that your music that your kid like, is, is like, we. I'm raised by a village of crips mm-hmm. that raised their children, that were married, mm-hmm. that never cussed in front of women, that bought everybody groceries, that if it was a problem with a person, they called an enemy, and somebody was with them, they let them go. I'm, I'm raised around good people, and that's what I want to show, that this gang culture stuff is is more village-based. Mm-hmm. It's more village-based, and I feel like if we could get to the foundation and understand that, then we could even help cure the problem that things have turned. But we keep trying to put a Band-Aid on things, but we never go back to inside it. We never we never really deal with the wound inside. We always just do something on top. So I wanted to try to help put a picture with that. And I know when I do something like that, that kind of music, and what I do when I do it, it brings another level of money all the time to everybody's table. So instead of me bringing that level of money to everybody's table to go do what everybody usually do, nah, 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 nah. We're going to do this with this Mm -hmm. because this comes from this.
1: Right, right, And we're talking
2: about this, this. And sometimes some of our other races are allies that they just don't know how to help us. We don't know how to communicate. Right. And they don't know how to communicate. Right. And art is the one thing that helps that out. So I want to be able to put what we grew up talking about, Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: our trauma. Yeah. I want to put our trauma with flowers around it and say, look, it's real. I gave it to y'all like this go down and get a piece and, and help. You want this, keep it, help, help, put it's
0: the, in. It's the humanization of what has been dehumanized yeah. for so long. Yeah, and That was one of the things that I genuinely appreciated about Nipsey as well. And the same thing I get from your music and also from hearing you talk, which is that, you know, we've been through a lot here. And we get, you know, we get dumped on, people talk about our communities in all these negative ways, but nobody talks about the beauty that has also come from here. There are superpowers that come out of your trauma. Yes, it does, yeah. All those coping mechanisms become your superpower. Now you're a super musician, right? Um, And I think a lot of that gets missed and I appreciate what you're doing because it changes the conversation. It completely changes the narrative of how people look at us and look at our communities.
2: Yeah, yeah. Man, Obama, Obama told me straight up, bro. I was with Obama, me, Robert. It was a, we went to the White House. I'm still tripping. They let me in the White House. Yeah, no, because uh-huh. when they, you got. They didn't
0: get, let Jeezy in.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he got different cases. <laughs> <laughs> I think he heard somebody or something. Hey. <laughs> By the way, that's my that's my real homeboy. What's up, Jeezy? That's my real homeboy. Um, but when I when I was in the White House and it was a dinner thing, Herbie had me come. Me and Robert. It was I never. The room was me. Herbie, Robert, Chris McBride, Steen, Morgan Freeman, rest in peace, Al Jarreau, Chick Corea. Wow. And we was about to go to dinner, uh, and then the president was come, Obama was coming around meeting everybody, and I was like, nah, I'm about to meet Obama. And Robert Glasper, one of, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. like, true comedian, he said, hey, I'm about to tell Obama you did how much a dollar cost. Because Obama just tweeted how much did, it was did his He liked that record, song. yeah. And I said, nah, bro, don't, don't. Don't be that dude. Just we're going to meet him. We're going to keep pushing. We're not here for that. Don't do that. You know
1: we got to be. Yeah. I like act like, act like you've been somewhere. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he said this.
1: He said, well,
2: uh, we ain't coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is your chance. He ain't never coming back here. <laughs> we, we ain't coming back here. Right. He right. Like, I said, don't do it. And he said, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. So Obama came around. He looked at Obama. He went like this. He said, hey, that's Terrence Martin. He did how much a dollar cost. Wow. And Obama looked at him. He said, he pointed the finger, he said, he called Michelle. Hey Michelle, oh, come wow, here. Wow. And Michelle <laughs> came over there and the cameras and she was. he was telling me what he told me, I'll never forget. He, Obama straight up said to me, he said, man, I've turned on, I don't want to word exactly what he said, but this is what the, what the vibe was. Uh, clearly what the vibe was, I just don't know the word for word, but this is what it was. Uh, I've turned on a few people that have no idea about the black experience or anything starting them off with that song. Wow. And bringing them closer for us to build a palette to have a conversation about certain things. Man, that's... And, and I felt yeah. that was powerful Yeah, for for me, for Kendrick being from Compton, for me, you know, for James on that record. Yeah. You know, me and James growing up fighting over there, me going through cases and being wrote, I, I felt that was like, man, that's real cool. That's mm-hmm. all, I cause I'm still cool. Yeah. I said, man, we, I looked at him and I was like, I appreciate you, for even,
1: man, for taking this gig. That's all
2: I can yeah, say. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and 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 actually seeing it through. Yeah. Uh, wow. This is this is uh, this is huge. Tell me, uh, give us a sneak peek on exciting collaborations. I feel like every few months, whether it's drones, you got drones, you got sounds of Crenshaw, you got the Polyseeds. I got something you going. You got dinner party. So right now, what
2: I'm doing, bro? Right now, what I'm doing is. I'm going to be not yet but in about a few months I'm diving in I'm gonna be a big movie producer nice
1: I'm gonna produce huge movies you tell you tell the stories in an amazing way I'm
2: gonna I'm produce these yeah. huge movies right and in doing that right now what you're you're hearing me speak at a time in my life where um, I'm scoring films and everything but I'm like I'm like I'm like at the not, 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 not the starter, but I'm like at the intermediate phase, and mm-hmm. I, I remember this phase I was with hip hop. This is like in hip hop, this is my, I'm doing remixes. Right. I'm not meeting oh, the artist. They send yeah. me acapellas. Hopefully, it, it, I get a thousand dollars doing remixes. This, this
1: yeah.
2: is, I'm a little further than that, but this is this is really that right yeah. now. And I remember when I said, I want to start writing the songs. Mm-hmm. And I start writing the songs. I, I want to start producing the records. Start producing the records. So. And I learned, everybody used to tell me how to do things in hip-hop, you know. I said on Twitter, I'm gonna write a book on all of the bad advice sideline friends were giving me. Yeah. A book on that, mm-hmm. and it everybody was giving me the worst advice, I'm glad I trusted my gut, because with hip-hop and the record business, they were saying, you gotta do this, do that, do that, do that, do that. I was like, why well, I gotta do your story? Right. And you know, I would I would say these things, I wanna be this, then Battle Cat would come my life, Quincy Jones come my life, and mm-hmm. I would just, stay on the grid so that's that's kind of my newest thing now is really meeting young directors you know me and Calmatic got a lot got a lot got a few things going oh, wow. on actually oh nice okay Um, we, we've been talking about doing a few different stories you know uh, I'll tell you after this because it's, it's one that yeah, we are yeah. doing
1: yeah we, we, we got one well you know I have to say when I look at this program I think about you and so many other people when I look at Snowfall because I'm like
2: I know that era too
1: yeah like
2: peace out the snowfall
1: yeah but and and no disrespect to, like it's great yeah but it just inspires you know kind of like minister Society* inspired a whole genre yeah. of films yeah that happened after it yeah. and stories and television shows and all the rest i feel the same way about snowfall because it's like you look at it and you realize like nobody's really done this era right
2: yet nah, nah. like and snowfall is amazing it was some things that were very accurate because i i'm i'm a I'm not a crack baby, but I'm a baby that grew up in the crack system and everything. Right,
1: right, you right. Know, strong. Like. Right. No, I mean it's to keep people around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh,
2: it, it's it's some things. It's some things. It got you know Snowfall's still good, but with, you know God rest John. soul. I always feel like because that story's so partial to me, you know, when you tell that story, you can't leave out nothing in that story, and you can't you don't got to sugarcoat. No. In Hollywood, that story. No. Like you don't you know I saw a scene the other day last night where. Police came and kicked down everything in the projects. Nobody did nothing. I ain't never heard stories like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. just, I mean, right. just right. all yeah. we gonna be. I'm, I'm, am LA artist. So I gotta yeah. speak on, you know, yeah. the real. But I, that story is so important. Mm-hmm. I think Snowfall is a good foundation and start. Yeah. for for what's to come with right somebody else's story and different things like that. Right, you know No, it, it's exciting. All right, so now we, now we're really gonna. By wrap the way, up, I, so. I wanna, I wanna see a, a LA story like that play with a young black man from Los Angeles. There's that. That, that. And it's no, I love, I love everybody, but it's some of these stories that need to be, even, even if the young cat doesn't understand the lineage, being from LA, you'll feel a different vibration. And that's, I also want to focus, I'm focusing on Los Angeles artists, on young Los Angeles
1: creatives. It, it, it's a small thing and it's not dramatic, but I'll tell you like, Insecure, <sighs> You couldn't do that show without LA actresses and actors. Don't it feel good? Oh, it feels amazing. It feels entirely different. When they was in the Dunes, bro. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I had about yeah. twelve girlfriends in the Dunes, <laughs> right. bro. Yeah, yeah. And I done got yeah. I done got shot at over
2: there, like, oh, God, but all kind of stuff over there in the Dunes.
1: Like you know, just to like show it and don't say anything. Like
2: that it, means so much to us, right?
1: Because if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. Like it, it just Man. it makes it makes a huge difference. So I. I I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the future. So I'm going to do my lightning round uh, before they kick us out of the studio. We do a lightning round. We're trying to collect and curate uh, sort of the best of South L.A. from the point of view of the guests of this podcast. So we ask uh, folks real quickly, this is not a this is not a fair one for you. Uh, favorite song that exemplifies South Los Angeles?
2: How to Survive in South
1: Central. There you go. All right. Uh, favorite place to eat? Harold and Bales. Harold and Bales. All right. Uh, favorite place to have a celebration. The Murr Park. All right. That's it. We're set. It's a wrap. Thank you so much. The one and only uh, Terrace Martin. Come on. Hey, this is part one. We're going to <laughs> do part two. We're going to do part two.
2: We're going to just, just going to be different. We're going to go back. We're going to talk more about the 80s yeah. and the 90s and everything else. We're going to do part two. So y'all tune in.
0: Thank you for listening to MHD Off the Record and special thank you to Felicia, the poetess Morris of Morris Media Studios in Leimert Park. For more information, please visit MHDCD8.com and follow at MHDCD8 on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to rate us five stars, subscribe and share with a friend.